This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete, perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons, not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. So I have my birth chart tattooed on my right forearm and in Korean it says, trust your story. Or at least I think that's what it says because I can't read Korean. It could say something like I'm an idiot. I have no idea. No, it says trust your story. Anyway, the birth chart was done by Millie and she is someone I met years ago and I met her when she was just starting in her astrology and coaching career and today she is just a rock star. She's an astrologer, a researcher, a teacher, and she's come to recognize that there are intuitive gifts within all of us, and the understanding of those gifts can help us align with our soul's purpose. And by sharing astrology through a practical lens, and this is what I love about Millie is it like me that she brings things to street level. Millie teaches her clients how to um, use astrology as a tool for self-discovery. And additionally, she provides guidance through astrological consultations, classes, and coaching. And currently, she works with coaching one-on-one clients. Um, She also does group settings, retreats, and she's a co-host of the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. Hope you enjoy today's episode with Millie. Hello, hello, everyone. Millie Moody, you're here with your December love astro forecast. So how was November for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. November was an interesting month. Uh, from what I have gathered, Scorpio season uh, kicked a lot of people's asses. And we saw that, we saw that coming. Um, November at least the, you know, more than half of it, we were under the influence of eclipse season. Great changes, great endings, great new beginnings, seeing our shadow, seeing, seeing the shadow of our relationships, but more than just that, seeing our own shadow in the participation of the shadow of a relationship, okay? Or of of our dynamic with relationship. What is our relationship to relationship? What was our thoughts? What is our responsibility? What are our 
the attachment styles, the stuff that's coming up again, the stuff that I thought that I overcame is being triggered and coming up again. That was Scorpio season. That was the point. So we, we finished November uh, with Sagittarius season and a new moon in Sagittarius that happened on November 23rd, which as of that week, I immediately started feeling the, um, the shift in energy. And so that takes us into December. So here we, here we come from a very intense November that taught us a lot. And I think that for a lot of us, we're still, perhaps some people are still processing the, the really big, heavy lessons that November brought. But I think that more than just processing at this point, the beginning of December presents us with opportunities to speak our truth that is now um, a truth that has come from the very heavy experiences we had in November. There was an awakening of some sort. There, there was an awakening. There was definitely a little bit of a, of a, I don't know, the soul went through something, a little bit of a dark night of the soul in November. Um, and it was important. It was absolutely necessary. It was kind of a check-in point. It was the cosmos saying, okay, here's all of the stuff that you've learned, right? Especially in the, in the last two years, all of the stuff, you know what it's called, right? You know what your love language is. You know what your attachment style is. You know uh, what kind, you know what your triggers are. You know what they're called. You know all of the things. And here comes Scorpio season, that was November or in November, and a lot of stuff was brought up to the surface. And now in December, it's about how do I now have a very visceral experience? Um, how do I take that very visceral experience that Scorpio season brought me and begin to integrate it in my relationships come December? Okay, so December presents us with the opportunity to speak our truth, right? Like I mentioned, and, and this is a truth based on all of the stuff that we experienced in November. We have to remember that the truth is subjective, right? We are all each on our own path, on our own journey of evolution and growth it happens mostly in relationships through contrast, through projection, through mirroring, through re simply relating and being with others. And so now, after everything that we've been through, we get to say, this is my truth now. So we begin December with Sagittarius season. And Sagittarius season is known in the Zodiac as the, the sign of truth, the sign that the sign that is not known for having much of a filter. I have, I have had uh, many Sagittarius's in my life, and one thing that I do appreciate from them that I've learned is that it's okay to speak your truth. Now, one of the things that we want to be mindful of with Sagittarius energy is that just because this is your truth doesn't mean that it has to be the truth for someone else. So 
On the one hand, Sagittarius reminds us that we don't need permission to speak of where we are now, of where we've been, of what we desire, of what we want, of what we think. We don't need permission to do that. Now, on the flip side, we also can't expect to be right all of the time. And not only be right, but expect for others to take in our truth and make it their truth. And that is the only truth that, you know, we're going to function from. So this is really interesting energy because what I've noticed um, in my in, in, in my own practice, whether it's doing just astrological readings or working with my coaching clients one-on-one is that more and more people are coming into their own. They are accepting their desires. They are saying part of living, um, a truthful, genuine, authentic life is that I'm accepting what I desire in my life, that I am accepting that and nothing less. And that I am going to express that to whomever comes into my path, right? And so this willingness to look at life from a greater vantage point and not just from the current circumstance. So this is really important because if there's one thing that Sagittarius energy teaches us is that we need to look at the big picture. Sagittarius is a sign that is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Jupiter is the planet of seeing the big picture. And so it's interesting because especially when when we're dating, right? And if we haven't had a very good experiences. And so with enough, you know, enough experiences that aren't pleasant, we might just look through that lens. Well, dating is trash and people are trash and I'm tired of the apps and I'm tired of the, you know, we can very much step into the space of looking at life and the potential of finding love through that lens. And so Sagittarius season is inviting us to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what you're experiencing now. And if, the, and if this is what you're experiencing now, can you take a step back and take a bird's eye view of how big life, can, life is? And can you take a step back and look at how big the world is? And can you take a step back and realize that there are more people out there than just your type? Can you perhaps take a step back from the list that you've created that people have to meet each and every one of these things and explore? Because Sagittarius is also the explorer of the Zodiac, right? So here we are in a month where we're still trying to mold this new truth that has come from the depths of our soul (laughs) um, in November. And so December presents us with the opportunity of playing. December presents us with the opportunity of being curious. Sagittarius is the philosopher of the Zodiac. It is that student-teacher dynamic of the Zodiac. Sagittarius reminds us that we are eternal students of life. One of the things with Sagittarius energy, uh, and this is especially true, 
for anyone with a sun or Venus in Sagittarius in particular is that those energies tend to feel that if they commit into a serious relationship, that they lose the freedom to explore and see what else is out there. So that is the shadow part of Sagittarius energy, this the fear of losing freedom. Now, when we lean into the healthy expression, the healthier expression of Sagittarius energy, we understand that we can be free and be in a committed relationship, whatever that means to you, but that, that it doesn't mean that we lose our freedom and that we can still explore. So Sagittarius energy, again, after a heavy Scorpio season, is reminding us that freedom is absolutely necessary in relationship dynamics. And again, freedom, the, the definition of freedom is also subjective. It's also subjected to each individual and then to the dynamic that they, that they build together in a relationship. So that's, that's a good introduction to Sagittarius energy. And, and that kind of extends through um, most of December. Okay, so I wonder what's coming up for you as I, as I say these things, especially um, the notion of what is your new truth? What is your new truth around relationships, the relationship that you have with yourself? Can you take a step back and look at the bigger picture? Um, can you take a step back and look at the bigger picture of what has been, where you are, and the possibility of what can be? Because Sagittarius is also the sign of optimism. And this isn't blind optimism. This isn't just pretending, oh, well, you know what? Um, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just try it again and, and, and not, not pay attention to what has happened in the past. Not pay attention to the lessons that I'm meant to pay attention to. This is optimism based on a greater sense of self. Based on a much more genuine connection to your soul. So um, this truth needs to come from a very, very honest place within you. What do you want and what do you long for? What does your heart desire? What does your soul desire to connect with and feel? And if you have a list or if you have a type that you normally date, is that, does that even fit anymore? Because one of the things that we're being asked to do, especially as we head towards the end of this year, is to really check our stories. Check the, check the stories that are revolving around your head and ask yourself, is this a story that is still relevant to my life right now? Right now, in this moment. Now, this can be, let's say that you're newly dating someone and your stuff is being triggered because stuff is triggered. Can you be kind to yourself and say, okay, shit, yep, there I go again. All right, let me take a step back. Let me take a breather. Let me be kind to myself and remember that this is a part of me that is, you know, that sometimes just goes off. Okay, can I take a step back and ask myself if this story is true for me now? Is it actually real? in the dynamic that I'm having right now with this person in front of me? Or am I perpetuating something in anticipation of getting hurt so that it doesn't hurt so much in the end? 
You have to be very honest with yourself before you can communicate your truth to someone else, especially in intimate relationships. And the reason for that is that our words can express something, but the energy and the intention behind them matters probably more than the words themselves. And I think that we forget that. We spend so much time, um, what I heard, I can't remember who I heard say this, but it, it's, it's a silly term, humaning. We spend so much time humaning. We spend so much time categorizing um, our feelings, categorizing our interactions, categorizing um, what someone else is or isn't, whether they're a narcissist or not. And this isn't to minimize any of that because all of that is valuable information. But at what point, at what point do we come back to ourselves and ask ourselves, okay, this knowledge, this information, these these labels, all of these things, they're, while they're great, what really resonates and is true and honest to me? What is my soul telling me? And there is nothing like communicating from the soul. Because the soul is always going to express from love. Because that is who we are. That is what we are. So. Well, how how the hell do we get in touch with that, right? W what are you saying that um, <laughs> that I don't know what I'm talking about, and that maybe I I have to dig in deeper? Perhaps, perhaps one of the things that I've noticed happen is that again we're we're very busy humaning, we're very busy consuming information. We're very busy reading all the books. We're very busy being told what to do, what to feel, what it's called, what it feels like. Instead of taking a moment to take a step back and create and build a relationship with our body, with our body's wisdom, with our nervous system, again, with the soul. To be able to say, okay, I know all of this, but where am I now? Okay. All right. So. Um, all of that Sagittarius energy is creating um, a configuration of tension in the sky. Okay, so I want you to picture the, the letter T, a capital T. Okay, the top of the T, which is a horizontal line. On, on one end, you have Sagittarius energy. And then on the other end, you have Gemini energy. So here you have Sagittarius energy at 180 degree angle to Gemini energy, okay? Now I want you to picture the leg of that capital T. And the leg of that capital T has Pisces energy, okay? This configuration in astrology is known as a T-square. And whenever we are experiencing a T-square in the cosmos, it can create tension and some confusion. And this is especially true with the signs that are involved in this T-square configuration. Sagittarius, what's the bigger picture? This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking forward to. This is what I envision. This is my truth now. How do I communicate that in the most authentic way that aligns with me today? Sagittarius, right? One end of the top of the T. The other end of the top of the T is Gemini energy. 
Mars, the planet of action, the planet of masculine energy, the planet of anger, uh, sex, assertion, is retrograde. So we are reconsidering how we want to move forward when it comes to how we assert ourselves in relationships, the type of sex that we want to have, um, the type of relationships that we want to have. And this is all happening in the sign of Gemini, which is the energy of communication, information, um, looking at things through different perspectives. So here we are, here we have this axis of Sagittarius and Gemini wanting to have some answers, wanting to just know already. Can I just know already? Can you tell me already? What are we? Where are we? What is, what is happening? Can you tell me? And with that Mars retrograde energy, we're really not going to come to a clear, a clarity around any, around most answers, around most questions, actually, till January, just an FYI. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that we don't have any sense of clarity in December, but it's, it's just not done yet. The story is not done yet. Okay. So now the leg of that capital T is Pisces energy. And this is Neptune and Jupiter and Pisces. This is energy of nebulosity. This is energy of potentially looking at life through rose colored glasses. So this configuration in the sky for most of December is instead of just looking for answers from someone, I need them to tell me what this is so that I can figure out if I can move on or not. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. No one can give you the clarity that you seek but yourself. That's just one example. I need them to, um, I need them to agree with me. I need them to see things my way. No, they don't. And no, you don't. You need to let people be. You need to give them space. That Mars retrograde is asking for space. So instead of asking others questions that you feel are going to bring you some kind of relief, some kind of solace, you need to begin asking yourself questions like, what am I in denial of? Am I in denial of something? Am I in denial of, of what that person can actually provide and, and give me? Because if I have a certain need and that person can't meet it, that doesn't necessarily say anything bad about the person. It just means that they're not able to give you what you need as an individual in a relationship. And the ability to be able to distinguish these things is incredibly important. Another question that I invite you to ask yourself is, how is my lack of boundaries affecting me? How has my lack of boundaries affected my relationships in the past? Um, one more question that I invite uh, for December, especially with this configuration, is, am I putting someone on a pedestal? This is really important because I'm sure, you know, I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have some understanding of what this is. And again, we put someone on a pedestal when we expect them to have, again, answers that we feel we need in order to somehow make a decision or move forward. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When the fact of the matter is that that's not the case. We can make a decision about how we feel and how we want to move forward with an, an, with an interaction without needing to wait on someone. As soon as we step into the space of, I need them to tell me so that I know what to do, we're giving our power away. And so what is the point of having been through everything that you went through in November with Scorpio season, if you're just going to continue falling into the same space? So do you understand how establishing this truth, like I mentioned earlier, is still taking form? Because far more than just asking questions of someone else, making one... <laughs> making someone else see something that you see, but they don't see and wanting them to do something first so that you can then act. No, you're falling into the same patterns and then you don't have a truth. You have a codependency and don't we all, right? No judgment. Um, so before you go and seek answers from someone else, because this configuration, this T-square that I talked about, has the potential to do that, has the potential to make us project onto someone else our own doubts, insecurities, anxiety. We need to be asking these questions of ourselves first. Okay, so a few more notes that I'll leave you with. Um, be mindful of opposing views. What is true for you is not necessarily going to be true for someone else. And you have to accept that. Because when you do, you actually become empowered to nurture and develop your own truth. So the first two weeks of December are going to present opportunities to have opposing points of views. They just are. Because we need that contrast. We need that contrast to see where we are in a particular relationship with someone else. We need to be open to those, that contrast potentially pointing something out in us that we may not see in ourselves. Because remember, Sagittarius season cares about truth, but sometimes if we lean into the lower expression of that energy, um, <laughs> we just want to be right. Well, this is my truth and I'm right and you're wrong. That's you putting yourself up on a pedestal. And what happens when anyone's up on a pedestal? You fall and you fall on your ass and you fall hard. So instead of seeing opposing views as something bad, as they don't want me, can we view it as an opportunity to learn? Because the first two weeks of December definitely 
like I said, present those opportunities. But the cosmos don't present us with anything unless it's to learn something. And if the Sagittarius Gemini axis of the zodiac is the axis of knowledge, we need to be curious in order to accumulate new knowledge. John says this all the time. He says, be curious before being judgmental. And so can we be curious even when someone doesn't agree with us or when we don't agree with them or when we don't hear what they have to say or when we can't accept where they are on their journey? And can we be curious? And that doesn't mean that you go and ask all the questions because remember, with Mars retrograde, people want their space. Can you be curious in that? Okay, this person is needing their space. They're taking their time. Being curious in receiving answers when they when they will come. Can you be curious within yourself? Can you sit in meditation and see what your soul has to say? Sagittarius season is giving us the opportunity to think of life and relating from a much more expansive viewpoint. Because at the end of the day, we are each spiritual beings having our own human experience. And that is independent of what we may desire um, in a relationship. And when we are in a relationship, each person is still on their own journey. So to me, this December, I think it really takes us through a different kind of awakening. I don't think it'll feel as heavy or painful as November did. But I think that, again, we're being given the opportunity to look at life from a larger lens so that we can grow and expand so that we can release the need to be right, so that we can release control. Because anything that we think we control ends up controlling us. Think about it. When you want to control something or someone, that shit never leaves your head. You're constantly thinking about it. Why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they saying this? Why aren't they doing this? That's exhausting. And so with that T-square configuration of Sagittarius, Gemini, and Pisces in the air, the tendency for that is there. Now, let's say that that is what's coming up for you. Okay, let's say that that is what's coming up for you. How do you hold it? Can you hold yourself in that space and say, okay, this what's coming up is being, is, is being triggered by this interaction, but does it really have to do with that person? And no, not necessarily right? So what is it saying about me? What is it saying about where I'm at? And am I ready to really hold that relationship that I say that I want right now in this moment? Hmm. Another question to ask yourself. Okay. So two more, uh, Three more bullet points I'll leave you with. We have another configuration between Jupiter, the planet of expansion, and Pluto, the planet of transformation. They are quietly in the background saying all of these questions that you're having, all of these realizations, revelations, conversations, uh, uh, opposing points of views that you're experiencing, 
you can handle this. You can handle this and understand that none of it is coming up by accident and that it's all coming up so that you're able to introspect, so that you're able to really figure out what that truth is for you. So let's say that you're in a position where you're thinking, um, oh, I, um, you know, I've done all this work. Why is this coming up again? I've done all this work. I thought I was over this. We don't know how the work that we've done actually works until we interact. And so at the moment of interaction, you can't expect perfection from yourself. You just have to hold what comes up and choose differently once you realize what's really there. So I bring this up because as of mid-December, let me look at my notes, um, we enter Capricorn season, um, December 21st, we enter Capricorn season. And one of the things we want to be mindful of during, during Capricorn season is the aim for perfection. That is, that is one of the, <laughs> one of the darker qualities of Capricorn energy. Um, anyone who's a Capricorn out there, you know what I mean? We expect perfection from ourselves. Therefore, we expect perfection from others. And we have a very clear definition of what that perfection is. That's so limiting. And it's not, it's not human. It's impossible. And so we can meet this energy instead of aiming for perfection is how do I become grounded enough to hold what is coming up, accepting it for what it is and not beating myself up by saying, see, there I go again. I should have known better. I've done all this work and it's been for nothing. And I don't want to date anymore because I don't trust myself. The more that we do that, the more that we are going to perpetuate the patterns that we're trying to get away from. Think about it. Think about it. The more that a parent tells their kid, don't do that. Don't do that. There you go again. The kid is probably going to do it again. Because that's our nature. But when we get curious, right? When we get curious about, okay, where is this coming from again? What's the story behind this reaction? What's the story behind this interaction? from a grounded space, Capricorn energy. Okay, that's the story. Name the story. Is that story still true for me now? Or am I looking at my relationships and life through the lens of my wounds? That's another question for you, okay? So every here's, here's another thing I'll say. If every question that I pose for you, and I tend to do this in... in in my own groups and with my own clients, every question that I pose for you, I invite you to bring it into your journaling, truly. Because these questions for me come up from the astrological climate. That's what it's presenting us. And that's the beauty of using astrology as a tool for self-awareness, that we can work with the energy that's available to us. And when we ask ourselves certain questions during certain times, uh, when the energy is active, hmm, it's a different type of alignment and it's a different type of intention. 
We're not just aimlessly asking questions. We're asking questions from an energetic, intentional space. Okay? Just so you know. All right. So that is December in a nutshell. I will give you a few dates that I find uh, are, are great in December. Okay? So let's see. December 6th and 8th. I hope that this episode is up by then. Uh, December 6th and 8th are really great days to decide if something is really worth moving forward with or not. Uh, December 6th through the 8th. Um, So let's say that you have to have a difficult conversation with someone. The conversation comes up. Now, you can decide, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's keep moving forward slowly and steadily. I know we don't have all of the answers right now. Remember, there's a ton of clarity that's coming uh, in January. Oh, by the way, I forgot. We have a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn in December. Of course. How could I forget that? So not only are we going to end 2022 and begin 2023 with a Mars retrograde, but we're also going to begin it with a Mercury retrograde. And we have a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn as of January 29th through January 12th. No, 18th, sorry. Um, so we be- we end the month and begin the next month with two planets retrograde. All that tells us, all that tells us is that we need to take things slowly because this this story is not ready to unfold yet. And more than that, you're not ready to receive what you want just yet. So what does that mean? Oh, I have to wait. Oh, I have to wait a whole nother four weeks. So what? I'm just going to sit down. No. You have the opportunity to introspect and ask yourself those questions that I posed for you earlier. Be intentional with your growth, okay? Now, uh, let's see. December 16th through the 22nd, beautiful energy to socialize, to go on dates for parties. Uh, December tends to be a month of a lot of holiday parties and that those days, chef's kiss. Beautiful, beautiful fun days. Uh, to really enjoy with people that you like and care about and be flirtatious and be fun, right? Just because the bump is what it is and I'm posing some pretty heavy questions for you doesn't mean that you can't have fun. The 16th through the 22nd, really great days for first dates, okay? Now, um, it's interesting because two days that are actually really great for dates. And, you know, some people, uh, some people don't spend holidays with, with family or Christmas and people don't even celebrate Christmas. Um, two other great days for dates, December 24th and 25th. (laughs) So Christmas Eve and Christmas day. Um, beautiful, beautiful days for that. Um, the energy is fun, is lively. Uh, it's a few days before Mercury actually goes fully retrograde. So what do you want to do with that, right? Um, another another great day that I didn't list here, but I'm looking at my calendar, is 
December 19th. Um, oh yeah, it falls within that time frame. December 19th, it's a Monday, but the moon is in Scorpio and it's creating a connection to Venus and Capricorn. So this is interesting. This is this doesn't give me first date vibes. That doesn't mean that you can't have a first date. If it is a first date, this is very, very uh, sexy. The moon is in Scorpio, Venus in Capricorn. Uh, some, some, uh, what do you call it? What, what's the word I'm looking for? Leave something to the imagination. This is this doesn't mean you play games and you're playing hard to get just for the sake of it. But leave something to the imagination, right? If this isn't a first date, this is a really beautiful day to connect with someone that you have been seeing or with a significant other. The moon in Scorpio gives you the opportunity to have a profound um, conversation. And Venus in Scorpio allows you to do it in a very grounded, honest, and transparent way. Okay? So... I leave you with that. I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you enjoy it. For those who have been waiting for me for those mini readings, um, please don't think that I've forgotten about you. I haven't. Um, I, I thought about it till after I recorded that last episode. Um, November, December, and January are actually my busiest months because I'm doing a ton of uh, readings for the year ahead. So I have not forgotten about you. I, I promised you a mini reading. I'm going to reach out to you. You'll get a mini reading. Um, but for those of you who are interested to booking a, a, what I call a looking ahead forecast, it's a 75 minute reading of the year ahead. I go, I, I do a deep dive month by month and do a reading based on your chart. It's not a general reading. It's a reading based on your chart. And I've picked out some really interesting aspects uh, and energies for the year ahead. And I let you know exactly how that works for you. I love doing these readings. The people who get these readings, some have been doing that for a few years with me. They really enjoy them. It helps them set intentions, especially around love. Next year, FYI, next year, we're going to have Venus retrograde in Leo. Venus, the planet of relationships, Leo, the sign of love. It's going to be an important year in love and relationships because we are also going to start experiencing eclipses in the Aries Libra axis of the Zodiac. That is the relationship axis of the Zodiac. Why am I telling you this? One, I'm offering you my 2023 year reading, but please understand that the stuff that we experience like November and December, everything is a building point to something else or everything is a building block, I should say, to something else. So it's not like you're just experiencing this. It's not like you're just listening to me and saying, well, Millie told me there's going to be a delay and I just need to wait. No, it's something is happening right now that you need to learn in order for you to carry on those lessons to January and February and March and so on and so forth. Astrological events and astrological energy is not independent of, from itself. Everything builds onto itself. Everything is an unfolding story. So we're headed towards a year that is going to drastically shift the dynamics in relationships. So if you want to know what that's all about for you, go to uh, my Instagram at uh, astro underscore consciousness. Book your 2023 year reading. 
and let's see what the year has in store for you. Um, other than that, not much more to say. Much love to you all. Have a beautiful December. Uh, happy holidays. Enjoy yourself. Speak your truth. Get to learn what that is. Um, let me know what comes up for you. Give me your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. DM me, comment on one of my posts, whatever you feel comfortable with. See what resonates and what doesn't. Okay. Uh, much love. Till next month. Bye-bye. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. You will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, Zoom links to private gathers. So if you want to join our community, go to singleonpurpose.life. Thank you for listening. Be well. We hope you tell a friend. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am based in Salt Lake City, Utah at the moment. Um, wanted to send in a just a singlehood story as you had requested. Um, I have been in single dumb quotes single dumb singlehood since July of 2019. I had come out of about a six year long relationship that um, essentially broke me down to my knees and um, I was plagued with anxiety. I remember hearing this specific music one afternoon and it turned out to be um, very much a meditative style of music and it brought me to the floor where I was just kind of instantly doing some sort of a meditation. And, and at the time, I didn't even know I was doing it. But it it was something I began to feel relief in. And so I ran towards the, you know, learning more about meditation. And um, it, quite frankly, I became obsessed with it because I was in such a stressful job and I was in so much heartbreak that that this was the pause and the relief. Like it was like instant relief when I would go into these states. And so that really helped me through, you know, 2020 into 2021. I unfortunately was using alcohol as a numbing agent through most of that time. Um, even though I had this, you know, this really beautiful practice I had learned with meditation, I also was using and abusing alcohol to, to combat, you know, the pain and the loss. And just a lot of the really unhealthy beliefs that I had created from my relationships. Um, I lost my mother in 2021, which led to, really led to me furthering my addiction into drinking. And, um, that year I, I was in a very bad accident in which I nearly lost my life due to the fire in the, the, the car caught fire. So 
as you can imagine, that's a rock bottom, right? <clears throat> and that was two years after I had become single. The point here is that I wasn't dealing with anything. Um, but in the back of, of all of this chaos, there was my meditation practice. And it always stayed with me. In fact, in 2020, I was certified to become a meditation teacher. Um, and I really believe that after my accident, when I became sober and I had to face the loss of everything um, because of that accident and because of my, my choices, I, I really relied upon my meditation practices. And I decided after my accident that not only was I going to go without drinking, but also that I was no longer going to be inviting anyone into my space. Um, either unconsciously or consciously that I knew wasn't going to be good for me. I had, you know, I really, as I mentioned, lost most of my life in uh, losing where I stayed. I was between jobs. I moved into um, my sister's place for about four months. I was waiting for my new place to be ready for move in. It was under construction at that time. And when I moved in with her, I was probably at my lowest. I had no money. I had no home. I had no car. I had um, just a really bruised up internal world as well. And once I surrendered to that, once I surrendered to the fact that I had nothing, I had no power, I just told myself to do what I could do. And that was to just apply for jobs. It was to just sit with myself in a sober state, in meditation. It was to journal. It was to try to move past all of the pains from the previous few years. Um, and not even move past the pain, but move through the pain very consciously. And I ended up... <laughs> Within weeks, I was offered just the most incredible, incredible opportunity with Business Insider. Um, I, I do the, the technical recruiting for them now, and I've been with them for this last year. The last year and a half, it's been now. And once that income started to come in, of course, you know, we all know that that makes such a difference. That was able to give me the opportunity to begin planning for my future again, to give me, you know, stability where I wasn't depending on on anyone else. Um, and I, again, just continued to work on that internal world of mine and remained completely focused on that. And December of last year, I moved into my dream place, downtown Salt Lake City. It was just literally a dream moving in. It was gorgeous. I didn't need a car. I could walk um, everywhere I needed to go, including the meditation studio that I've been teaching at for almost three years now. No, I take that back, almost two years. Anyway, um, I just continue to keep my head down. I continue to do that internal work. And by spring, I felt this enormous, ah, I don't even know what the word is, just this beauty that was coming from me from the within on the inside and just such a peace that I have not ever had even in my childhood just this peace and joy 
sheer joy of, you know, not being attached to anyone or anything and thriving in my, my independence and just falling in love with myself. And it got to a point where I preferred being alone and have since. Um, there really hasn't been anyone of interest specifically to me. So that's made it easy for me to not date. I haven't put myself out there on any dating apps or anything. I just haven't felt ready. And, and when I say that, I think I'm not closed off if there was someone to come in. It's more that I want to make sure that I have a really healthy, strong relationship with myself in, in the love I have for myself, in my ability to not move back into those drinking addiction and behaviors and those type of patterns. And just continuing to learn who I am and explore who I am has just been such a gift. I really think, well, I know, I know in my core that this is something I wish more people did get to experience. Obviously, the first few years of that nearly killed me. It was torment. It was torture. It was the hardest thing I think I've ever gone through was having to be by myself, sit by myself. And that's why I moved into the addictive behaviors, into the alcoholism, and numbed out so much. Um, I lost my brother to suicide this summer. Um, he and I were quite close. And his circumstances were, you know, weren't great. His his deck of cards were, were not good. At least the hand he was playing wasn't good. And I, um, uh, I just, I wish that maybe he could have had the opportunities that I've had to get to that really dark place, but see that there's hope and opportunity and that you independently can make miracles happen if you really just surrender and have faith and get to know yourself. Um, I don't know where life will take me. I don't know if I'll at one point end up again where I was with, with no one or where to go. I mean, obviously I had this gorgeous support system of my family, but I just think that being single and having this opportunity to be independent 100% on my own is truly the best gift I have received in this lifetime. And I have been amazed time and time and time again at the goodness that I have experienced in, in my singledom. And we are just ingrained, we are programmed, we are led from the moment we arrive in this world that we have to have a partner and we're not a person or a whole human unless we have someone with us. And I have experienced the opposite and I know that that came from unhealthy places. And so again, my vow to myself was, I will love myself, I will explore my pains, I will explore what I need to... to 
not fix, but I need to explore. Uh, that didn't make sense. I need to explore the things that I feel I'm lacking and find ways that I can fill that within myself. And if I can do that, I think I can then bring in healthy relationships and I won't have to move back into patterns. And if I do, because I know that relationships do expose that rawness within us, I know that I will be able to, to see those flags. So see those patterns within myself and have the strength to say, this isn't working for me. And I know that I would have that strength because I've experienced my strength in the most difficult of times in the last few years in my solitude. So if that can be a story of hope for anyone or anyone that is nervous, I'm telling you, let me tell you something. (laughs) If I could gift anyone an experience, it would to have independence, solitude, and to receive the gift that they can do this entire life on their own in happiness, in joy, and be healed so that when we do go into partnership, we don't have to go into damaged relationships or create more damage in new relationships. Anyway, that's my story. Um, I'm here if you're interested in chatting more. Um, I also just really want to express that my meditation practice and learning breath work, obviously moving away from the substance abuse and getting to know myself is what got me here. And those are if I could give a blueprint to a success, a successful story in coming out of hardship and coming out of heartbreak, those would be the things that I would prescribe immediately. Get to know you, get to love you, get to enjoy you. It is just the most gorgeous experience. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening.